It's Wednesday, the 31st of March, 2021. Welcome to Your Mentored Briefing, the business headlines you need to know delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Aylmer. In today's headlines, the latest COVID outbreak in Queensland triggers lockdowns, border closures and economic uncertainty across the country. Plus, energy giant AGL to split into two as it grapples with environmental concerns. The number of jobs in the economy pushes back above pre-pandemic levels and why Tilstra is the hottest stock of the large caps at the moment. Our lead story today, the growing number of community transmitted COVID-19 cases in Brisbane raises the prospect of longer lockdowns in Queensland and state border closures that will hurt the economy, particularly tourism operators. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaget said she'll make a decision on extending the lockdown tonight, following the spreading of the highly infectious UK variant of the virus. There are two known clusters, and infections are possible from as far south as Byron Bay in New South Wales to Bundaberg in central Queensland. The outbreak has led to the closing up again of state borders. Western Australia has banned all travellers from Queensland and the Byron Bay region of New South Wales. South Australia, Victoria and Tasmania have banned travellers from the Greater Brisbane area. Northern Territory has also instituted bans on Brisbane and Byron Bay visitors. Qantas and Virgin Australia said they were forced to cancel at least 75 flights into and out of Brisbane yesterday. It comes as the federal government's Tourism Aviation Network support package kicks off. That's the one where 800,000 people get half their airfares paid by the government. And the outbreak weighed on the share market yesterday with the S&P ASX 200 ending 1% lower. The next couple of days are critical as to whether Queensland and probably northern New South Wales experience another wave of COVID cases. That would trigger border closures and an economic slowdown. Not something people want or need ahead of Easter. In overseas news, US markets were lower overnight. Dominating discussion on Wall Street has been the implosion of fund manager Archegos Capital Management, which last week liquefied 33 billion US dollars worth of stocks, sending the share prices of Viacom CBS and Discovery, among others, tumbling. US President Joe Biden has warned that Americans are declaring victory over COVID-19 too early, and he's calling on people to keep wearing masks to stave off a fourth wave. Cases of the virus are up 10% over the past week in the US, to about 60,000 cases a day. And normal shipping in the Suez Canal has resumed after the 400-metre container-laden vessel was finally shifted yesterday morning. The first ships to move through Suez were full of livestock. There were 420 vessels waiting to pass through the canal. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your mentored briefing. Let's go to local stories now. Energy giant AGL will split into two businesses in an effort to address environmental concerns at the group and hopefully improve shareholder returns, who have seen the value of their holdings erode by more than 40% over the past year. New AGL will be Australia's largest multi-product energy retailer and will be a zero-carbon provider. PrimeCo will be Australia's largest electricity generator and house AGL's thermal coal generation business providing 20% of generation in the national electricity market. It addresses a couple of major challenges facing AGL. One was that banks were increasingly reluctant to lend to carbon-heavy projects, and the other was that investors were increasingly looking to avoid carbon-heavy industries. The federal government will today unveil a $1 billion plan to build a new weapons facility with a global arms manufacturer, according to media reports. 
The spend will upgrade Australia's capabilities at a time of rapid advances in guided missiles, and experts say $20 billion will need to be spent over the next two decades. Federal Labor has outlined a plan, if elected, to create a $15 billion loan scheme to facilitate the manufacture of domestic products. The National Reconstruction Fund would be funded by contributions from government, industry and super funds and would work similarly to the Clean Energy Finance Corporation. Opposition leader Anthony Albanese said the fund would have a strong regional focus. The banking regulator has outlined the critical metrics which could trigger it into action to dampen the property market. The Australian Prudential Regulation Authority Chair Wayne Byers said the regulator was keeping a close watch on how much housing credit growth, that's rising loan sizes, was outpacing income growth. In a nutshell, APRA is keeping a close eye on people's income levels and their ability to repay the loans they're taking out. Bureau of Statistics figures released yesterday show that the number of jobs in the economy in all states, except Tasmania and Victoria, are now back above pre-pandemic levels. At their lowest last April, payroll jobs were down 8.5%. Telstra's share prices outperformed the broader market since last week, when it announced it would split the business into four, and 1.3 million shareholders would get a stake in the holding company. Its share price closed up 1.5% yesterday, and is more than 4% higher since the announcement. Over the past three weeks, its share price is 12% higher. Professional investors are generally supportive of the move, and yesterday Morgan Stanley put an overweight recommendation on the stock, helping boost sentiment. That's your Mentored Briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.